Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Peter Preston from Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. My name is David Stoker. And my name is Chris LaSalle. Welcome back, Chris. Hey, Dave. So we are joined here uh, from Indiana Jones Minute, Pete Mummert. Welcome, Pete. Thank you. It's nice to be here. And uh, we... Already cut me off. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just say hi to Pete. (laughs) Uh, we starting off here with uh, minute fifty eight, um, and this minute starts with the uh, sad McCoy covering the dead body of Mister Peter Preston, and this minute ends with the Enterprise starting its slowdown next to regular one. Yep, it's the end of that grim minute from before, from a prior minute, the death of Peter Preston. The unsung hero of Wrath of Khan. <laughs> he is. It felt like a lot of gore for a Star Trek movie. Isn't it? Yeah. Already. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten to some of the good stuff. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start off this minute actually with something that is not in the theatrical release. Um, so there's a change. After McCoy slowly covers Peter Preston up, there's actually a director's cut here where... Scotty sort of still sobbing and crying. He he asks why, and Kirk responds with, he wants to kill me for passing sentence 15 years ago, and he doesn't care who stands between him and his vengeance. So nice. is that yeah. cut needed, or do you think that expands on Khan's need for vengeance by killing people? One thing I've been wondering, like, the whole movie is how much did people remember from the original TV series, like the TV show, the right. Space Seed? Like how much did audiences at the time, like little reminders like that would have been more helpful if they didn't really need them? Yeah, we think we talked about we talked about that before, too, is, is I went into this when you know, I was a kid when this came out. I was 11 and uh, I, I didn't remember anything about the the, the original series episode and, and didn't see it again until years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah. yeah, I think they've done a decent job dropping some hints. I mean, when when Chekhov, especially when Chekhov first finds Khan, right? Um, yeah, they've mentioned it a bunch of times. Like, um, I think most of those, I, I don't know, have they mentioned really anything about Khan from Kirk's side yet? I no. think this. I think no, that I would think be the have. in the director's cut. I think that would be the first time that they actually mentioned something about Khan and you know uh-huh. how long it's been. Yeah, I mean, one thing I've been finding, it, it's interesting, like, from a perspective of memory, is you, you've you watched these so many times as an adult or, like, throughout the years, and it's hard to remember what it was like seeing this originally. And, like, it's kind of hard to divorce w- watching it now from what it was like when you first sat in a theater and you're like, oh, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I found just watching it minute by minute, like, 
there, I mean, obviously I've seen this movie many times, but just little things that we've picked up on, like little sayings, little things that people say or things that you see in the background. It's, it, and I'm sure you find the same thing on uh, Indiana Jones Minute, just things that you see that like maybe upon view you did not even know was there. Yeah, well, you guys kind of threw me like a couple things you mentioned recently. This, the space britches I thought was like, I don't remember that. And the guy with the hood, like that hooded guy in the background after the after the the ghost, yeah, happens. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> or the guy with the flute, like all that stuff. Like until you really pay attention, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and this, this is one I think we could probably just on that same vein. And I, this one's probably one of the more obvious ones uh, in Wrath of Khan is is um, I don't know if we want to, if we want to call it you know follow the the blood stain. Uh, right. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, uh, Preston's left this bloody handprint on on Kirk's <laughs> uniform, and I think as we watch throughout the film, that 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 stain has a life of its own as we go from scene <laughs> to scene. But I wanted I want to see if I could try and count because we're doing the podcast. See if we can count how many different versions of it is actually out there. <laughs> it's funny that my dad once was coming to visit, and we were going to go see some friends later in the evening, and he spilled spaghetti all over the front of his shirt. <laughs> And it looked exactly like that. And I can't watch this without just thinking it's a spaghetti stain. <laughs> it's Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, you know what, Dave? It's funny you say that. I, that's exactly what popped in my head as Pete was telling that story. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about Wilson. but <laughs> <laughs> It's totally Wilson. At least there's no eyes and a nose. And... <laughs> um, so, Dave, that's the cut scene you mentioned, is that is that before or after Scotty gives his line about staying at his post when the trainees ran? That's before. So that's right after McCoy covers him up. Yeah. He, um, Kirk looks at him or Scotty looks at him and says, why? And Kirk says he wants to, you know, get vengeance on me and doesn't care who gets in the way. Do you think Scotty was like, no, no, I meant rhetorically. Why? Why did this have to happen? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I don't have to say, I feel like this was unbelievably good acting by Scotty. Like he, like I really felt like watching this movie over and over, like it really felt like he was distraught. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't, I, I mean, I obviously remember the original show, but if we're thinking about the movie universe, like I don't know if James Doohan really got enough to stretch his acting chops a lot. And I feel like this movie, he did a lot. Uh-huh. Um, you know, obviously being, you know, grief stricken that his sister's child dies and, um, you know, even at the, you know, I'm going to fast forward even to the very end where he's angry with Spock. And I feel like he does a really great job in this movie. Like he actually gets some meat on his uh, script. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, it does. It's too bad we don't get more of that in the other films. Hmm. Yeah. Klingon food packets, anyone? <laughs> Um, so, so moving ahead, one of the, the, just the next, the next moments is, uh, uh, Spock comes over the intercom mm -hmm. and he says, Admiral, this is Spock. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, no, duh. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that struck me. I've never noticed it before, but it struck me as like, oh, does he, has he ever done that before where he's referred to himself as Spock? Yeah. I don't Maybe it's a Vulcan thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I've ever really noticed it before. Um, so it just kind of stood out. I'm like, I'll have to pay attention for that in the future. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, no to, like watching these minutes with headphones on, 
I just, like Spock's voice and Sulu's voice are just unbelievably great, like with the bass register. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. just, <laughs> it's yeah, and of course, Kirk, you know, yes, Spock, you know, he doesn't just say yes or uh-huh. what is it or. Yeah, they're really trying to hammer it home that who, who's yeah. the guy on the other line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the engine room reports auxiliary power is restored, and now they can now proceed to impulse power. Yeah. And I, I I have question marks all over that because I always get that <laughs> stuff confused. But yeah, I think we so the... yeah I think we've gone over this many times. Like, what what, con- what controls what? <laughs> yeah. And it, and it even comes up, I think, in a couple of minutes out, we'll be talking about it some more, about what they do with once power is restored, what they can and can't get away with. And um, <laughs> So I've got, like I said, all right, auxiliary power is in place, so they got impulse engines, great. Right. Um, but, yeah, more to come. Yeah, it definitely seems like Scotty's got kind of a dartboard down there, and, like, when they ask what he can do, he sometimes yeah. he just kind of throws it. Uh, phasers this time. Yeah, right. Just a few shots, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like those. Like as soon as uh, engineering says that they can give impulse power, Scott, he sort of starts looking around at this out of the corner of his eyes. Like he kind of really wants to be back there in engineering. Like, well, I got to stay here, but man, I got to get down there too. (laughs) He's really anxious to get back in the game. Yeah. He's probably like, wait, how did they do that without me? (laughs) I was, I was going to ask that. I'm like, okay, so he's been up here. He's been holding Preston on the bridge and you know, they try to revive him and all this while, He's got the greatest guys ever. He's got the best team that restored impulse power. <laughs> you know, Dave, I don't think we, I don't have we, I don't think we talked about that. So, you know, we know that this ship is is a is a training cruise. They called it a training right. cruise, and, we, and we've got some. You know, we have all our original series cast on there as, as senior members. Um, but I don't think we've talked about is it. like, is there are there any other in betweens? Is it just cadets and these senior guys, or do they have some, you know, second okay. years? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to imagine it's vastly training people. Like they got to have at least maybe one or two senior officers at each particular station area. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, why, that's, that's why I would think. Uh, well, that's to, to me, that seems like, well, maybe that's the only way. You know, how did they restore this power? So I don't, I don't, we don't know how much exactly how much time has elapsed at this point, but it seems like without Scotty there, these really these cadets who just all took off a few minutes ago during the battle. And, and we just saw a bunch of them were in sick bay, right? We saw a bunch of the guys right. in the moon, moon boot suits. And um, yeah, but there was a lot of them. I mean, I'm going to be the basic, you know, explanation here, the, you know, where we saw them at the beginning of the, you know, where Kirk says, you know, later on the, on the whole inspection, there were guys who had the orange who were assuming are the trainees. There were enough guys down there with the black ring around like Scotty has that I'm assuming are the senior staff. Oh, I don't think I ever noticed that. Yeah, I didn't either. Good eye. So the yeah. guys with the black collars are senior? That's I'm, that's the way I've always looked at this movie is anyone who has an orange shirt or collar is a trainee. Huh. Okay. Have we not talked about that before? <laughs> I think I think way, way back, I think way back in the beginning we talked about the colors, but I don't remember us talking about the black collars, so... Yeah, so that was yeah, that like, was a long time ago. Yeah, like Scotty, like if you look at him, he has sort of the the black collar, right, with the white suit, and Preston had the orange collar. Pete, what do you think? Is it legit? I'm gonna say legit. <laughs> there you go. It's well, in the canon. Thank you for joining us, Pete. <laughs> yeah. We uh, glad you glad to have you on. <laughs> what one thing that I I think may not be legit, which I'm having a little trouble wrapping my head around, 
is why Scotty left engineering, like why he took his nephew up to the bridge, A, instead of taking him right to sickbay, but oh. then B, it seems very unlike him to, like, right in the biggest crisis situation, he's kind of left engineering, like, to go up to the bridge and show him what happened, which it seems like an odd move for him. Like, maybe he's going through shock. Yeah, I, you're I, right. I, we didn't I, talk about that. I don't think we've talked about it, and now that you think about it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why, Scotty? Why? Maybe, uh, here's a theory, and, and it, it pro maybe he thought McCoy would be on the bridge, and okay. McCoy is his best chance for saving his nephew. Uh -huh. McCoy's always on the bridge. I don't know why he never spends <laughs> any time at sick bay. It seems like. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why he did it. Or the, I like the shock theory too. He's just in shock, and he's like, "I need to go find my my admiral. Yeah, what I'm comfortable you know, with. Yeah, I need help. Yeah. Um, you would think he would know where. Uh, sick bay was to bring him i just gotta go to the bridge <laughs> it's just habit maybe just habit you just said bridge and yeah. it's like, oh crap <laughs> that's not where i want to be uh so what do we got best speed to regular one so kirk's like great we got power let's get out of here so uh after kirk says that i'm going to interject there's another cut here so oh. that the scene actually ends with this um, with McCoy saying, I'm sorry, Scotty. So he's obviously, he feels bad, you know, his nephew dies. But in between him saying sorry and Kirk saying Kirk out, there's a long scene here. And bear with me, friends, as I go through this. So Kirk starts off with saying, Scotty, I have to ask, is there any chance of getting the mains back online? Scotty says, I don't think so. Sir, you'll have my best. And then he says to McCoy, he says, thanks. I know you tried, doctor. After a few minutes, Scotty leaves. Kirk says, are you all right? McCoy responds with, I don't know. Doctors lose patience sometimes. Damn it. I'm still in the dark. How, do we, how did he know about Genesis? And Kirk, I uh, don't know. But what's important now is to prevent him from getting his hands on it. You said it yourself. It's a bang that could rearrange the universe. McCoy, there still may be time. You gave as good as you got. And then finally, Kirk says, we're alive because I knew something about these ships that he didn't. So there's a big, long scene that got cut um, mm. that's in the director's version. Um, so there's questions I think we've asked, like, how did he know about Genesis? And I think we've talked about this before, Chris, is uh, Khan had all that time to, you know, and he even, when he tried to take over the Enterprise, like, looking at the manuals, like how did he not know about the secret code thing? My guess it's in the appendix, you know, back. <laughs> that page got ripped out. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was, you know, he just had an out of date manual or something, or maybe they added it in the last 15 right. years. Maybe they learned yeah. something that like, oh, we need these prefix codes. Right. Um, there's not a ton of information on where it originated. Right. No, I just think this, this scene, while I can see why, you know, it's very wordy and really didn't add a lot it does to me add two things one was how does Khan find out about genesis mm -hmm. and then that sort of leads us into future minutes as we find out how he does learn about it and then the thing about you know kirk knows one thing about you know kirk what one upped Khan a little bit mm -hmm. yeah it's a good line gave as good as you got is that what you said yeah 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 i like that too because mccoy's like the way they end this scene, it seems a little perfunctory. His, I'm stuck. I'm sorry, Scotty. Right. And actually, after he says, because I knew something about these ships that he didn't, the scene actually ends with him saying, I'm sorry, Scotty. Okay. 
no, so or at least that's were, at least that's yeah. at least that's the way I I looked at it. Uh-huh. I could I could have things mixed up a little bit here. My notes are all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting though. How, are, are there a lot of deleted like cut scenes? Are there? Uh, you know what? I don't think there's a lot between this and the. So I, obviously, different movies have different things. Like we have things that are in the director's cut that aren't in the theatrical, and then there's things that just completely didn't make it into the movie. Uh-huh, These are things that are in the in the director's cut that did not make it into the movie into okay. the theatrical. So this was film. It was actually filmed. Yes, this was actually okay. filmed. Okay. All right. Well, from that perfunctory, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We cut to a, a nice exterior shot of the Enterprise approaching uh, regular one. I meant to go back and look, because I know I commented on it when we saw, I think we saw Reliant approaching. Did we see Reliant approaching? Uh, we regular? Did, uh, we did not see we Reliant. Did not, right. no. So more, maybe it was just more the exterior, because it's uh, there's so many great elements in the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you've got the Enterprise, you got the Mutara Nebula in the background, um, and then the station itself. And... Um, one thing I was, I was I was doing some digging on the model. I know we've talked about the model of regular one is is a is a reuse of yep. uh, a space station in the motion picture. Uh, but I was in this shot. I was looking at the very bottom of the station. Um, when you look in through the windows, everything's all green. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was I was digging around a little bit on that, and um, it turns out that was uh, in the motion picture. That was a, a called a, a botanical. Uh, section of the station. Oh, nice! Uh, so they left it in there, and then I then I was scratching my head because I don't know if you guys, uh, well, Dave, if you remember Pete, uh, early on uh, when we were flying around space dock and looking at the Enterprise, we were talking about what the big windows were on the side of the body yeah. of the Enterprise. Yeah. Big, the, and that that was also a botan a botanical. Yeah, section. I remember you posted right, yeah. something about that in in the yeah. on Facebook. So I, I don't know if it's me personally. I'm attracted to botanical <laughs> things, and I keep noticing them, or it's just coincidence that I found this twice now. Uh, but I just, I, just uh, I laughed when I read that. I'm like, wow, another one? <laughs> no, I love that, though. Because when I saw this, that those green lights, I love that color. It just looks so re- inviting and relaxing in there. Like, I'm like, what's down there? That looks amazing. Yeah, it's it's futuristic, but in a different way, you know. Because uh-huh. you don't that's you know that color green doesn't really quite click for me as far as sci-fi goes. But yeah, there's something about it that I'm I'm definitely drawn to. Uh-huh. Well, I think yeah, I think definitely in the Star Trek universe we see a lot of reds and blues and uh, you know even the yellows, but green is not one that you normally see. Uh huh. Right. What is the um? Have you? I, I can't remember if you talked about. It looks like sort of the main docking bay with the big X, the yeah. blue X. Did, did you guys know what that is? Why it's an X shape? I, I don't. I don't think we've. I always thought it. it was. I always thought it was windows, but but oh, now you're saying that. Why is it a big? Why would it be windows like an X? Like I couldn't tell if maybe the, like the power went out when they were opening or closing the doors, or if that was a design or not. I mean, it looks pretty cool, but I didn't know quite what. That oh, was I like for. that. I like that theory. <laughs> like, could you picture like the Reliant was docked there, and then they just they bolted before oh, yeah. the doors shut, yeah. you know that kind of thing. Well, I think we see that. I think we see the X when, um, if we step our way back machine to when they're all arguing, the uh, the regular one crew, uh, Doctor Marcus and David, they're all huddled around in a circle after they've contacted Reliant. I think they actually show that. Oh, I think you're right. As an exterior, and I think I've always thought it's like a window, uh-huh. even though I think that's not what it is. I think I've always thought like because after that scene, you sort of end in the interior so i've always thought like oh it's a big giant window 
Hmm. But and I they don't do think... here. Yeah, they, not that they. That's no, funny. Now that you're talking about it, but we we do cut right to the to the same interior shot. Right, we're looking uh -huh. in the, the main lab. Yeah. Um, so maybe we're like looking from the point of view of where those windows are. That could be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy it. <laughs> um. I mean, the shot was, you know, this this next shot of the lab, like, I, I kind of like it, kind of don't. It's, you know, they, you get a nice kind of reveal. The camera's kind of pulling, drifting back. And so you get to see, like, the whole lab and how abandoned it is. And you get to see, Dave, your airplane, too. Yeah, lights that uh, go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we know what these lights do? They just go back and forth. <laughs> uh, but I had two two. two kind of questions on this one or observations was, you, you know, we start Uhura now over the next few minutes, like all we hear is just repeating these same phrases of, yeah. you know, space station, regular one. And, um, but in this interior shot, when you hear her, her voice sounds like it's not coming from the, the compic panel. It sounds like it's over their PA system. Yeah. You know, it's very, and I'm like, Oh, is that how compic normally works when somebody calls in? Can the whole station hear it? Or is that just a fluke? The setting it got left on when someone called in last. Huh. I don't know, but it's quite annoying. Like, I know I wouldn't want to be at my station. <laughs> you know, oh, what is that? Who's yeah. calling? Yeah. Right. Oh, you know who's calling. calling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other thing, uh, the question I had was listening to the, the background sounds during this scene. I was trying to figure out, I, can't, I couldn't quite distinguish whether I was listening to soundtrack or just if these are just all ambient noises within the lab itself, because there's, it's got a musical quality to it that um, it was hard for me to put my finger on it. Yeah. I was going to say soundtrack. Oh, you do. So you think it's soundtrack. Okay. I think it's soundtrack. All right. Yeah. I actually had that question for sound at the beginning of next minute too. So that's a good question. Okay. Maybe we can do some uh, in between minute research. <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of interested in the, the, uh, the technology they show here, it seems like sort of a fine line between kind of staying true to the original look of the original TV series and kind of showing new technology. Hmm. But I, I feel like maybe they didn't succeed as much here with this lab. Like, Yeah, it's so. got that. It def definitely has the original series look to it. You know, all these computer banks with lights. And, uh -huh. um, it's definitely got that vibe. Doesn't look like an '80s science fiction set to me. It looks like a '60s science fiction. It does look set. like a yeah. It does. We've said it before, Chris, and you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of war games. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talk because of the Whopper. Yeah. Because yeah. of the Whopper. Yeah. yeah. It totally. Okay. Just makes me like they have those banks of computers, and it just makes me think of like I'm not looking at Space Station Regular One. It just makes me look like I'm looking at some underground bunker somewhere. Uh huh. Like from the seventies or sixties or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Another room on the side of NORAD. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what else comes to mind that just as I'm I'm looking at it as we're talking about it um, is remember the, uh, not that I watch this I'm 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 too young for this but the show Thunderbirds the, uh, the oh, marionettes yeah. mm -hmm. uh, that just popped into my head too because there's no one on the set like it could almost be I can almost see it's how it could be a miniaturized set, right? Where just uh -huh. you got marionettes running around. Oh yeah. <laughs> that popped into my head too. Well, I was thinking it looked like a lot of the set looked like something you would have built with Legos when you were a kid. Like oh. it had a lot of the same shapes and a lot of the kind of slanted control boards and those. I, I totally, I totally can see that. <laughs> All right. We got to get Lego on that. <laughs> <laughs> we've I think we've talked to, well, maybe we didn't, but I have one, um, 
there's not enough Star Wars toys, and uh, Star Wars or Lego did not license Star, uh, Star, Star, Star Wars, Star, Star Trek. Yeah, Star, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that's obviously Lego and Star Wars is a big one for it. Lego needs to license up with Star Trek oh, because definitely. they would make some amazing models. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I'd be all over that. <laughs> I think a lot of people would. Uh, so yeah, so uh, then I think the last, this very last shot is a, a, a kind of a cool exterior shot, and we'll, I think we'll talk about it more because we just only get a moment of it of the Enterprise pulling alongside regular one. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we we'll save that for for minute fifty nine. Um, Pete, do you have any other uh, notes on this minute? No, I don't. Other than I love Doctor McCoy's outfit with that <laughs> kind of cream jumper and that sort of mock celadon green turtleneck. Yeah. Like if, there, if there was something in this movie that I would wear, like I would like to have that outfit, I love that. I just I like those colors he was wearing. Nice. And uh, I'm guessing, Dave, you must know, since you've been paying attention, is that the turtleneck he wears under his uniform? You know, it's funny. I think it is. It is. Yeah, I actually was watching for that. I, I, think, it I, I think it is because they used a lot of um, – in this one versus obviously the original series, they use those bright colors, you know, the bright red, the bright blue and the gold. Here they're much more subdued with like, you know, the whites. And I think Sulu has like the cream color and he has that really awful green <laughs> color. It's like um, green. Yeah, it is awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I, I find it bet. Obviously, when they when they did the motion picture, they tried to do that there, but I feel like they didn't succeed as well as here uh-huh. with the colors and the. Maybe it's because they wear those red um, blazers and the jackets. Maybe it offsets it a little bit. It's not quite so in because I could imagine if McCoy was wearing that green jumper, like it was all green. I feel right. like that would be like right. totally awful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's more subtle here under his lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Dave, did you have anything else? Because I had one small, uh, I have a corrections department item. I, I, actually, I don't. I'm actually <laughs> eager to hear your corrector, corrections department moment. All right. So this was, this corrections, it's not so much a corrections department. It's kind of a cheat going back to a couple of minutes ago. Um, but we've, I think twice now we've talked about the exterior of the Enterprise and looking at the battle damage. Yep. Um, and we've talked about, you know, alongside the body, the big long blast, you know, blast mark where we see the phasers, you know, going into the body of the, of the Enterprise. And we've commented, I think, twice now on the, the big blast mark on the saucer. Hmm. And we're like, oh, we didn't get now, we didn't get to see that. That's no fair. We didn't get to see that. Um, and it just occurred to me between minutes and looking at this stuff, that was pro- that's probably from that photon torpedo that. Oh, that uh, uh, we don't really launch. get to see? Yeah, we see it kind of – we remember we actually commented and it looked like it was kind of curving under the Enterprise yep. and then kind of came up at the last moment. Maybe that's where that came from? Could be. So I, don't know if that's nec- I don't know if that's necessarily a correction. That's just my, my cheating way to go back. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, cool. Um, well, Pete, a uh, question for you. Yeah. Uh, do you remember – we talked a little bit. Do you remember the first time you saw Rathacon? I don't. I, I yeah. remember the first time I saw um, Search for Spock, and I remember sitting in the theater, and there was a guy in the Roby in front of me right before the movie started that was telling his friend everything that happened in the Wrath of Khan. And I was like, <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Really? Oh, man. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely know I didn't remember it, <laughs> at least until Search for Spock. Wow. So you, so you almost watched Search for Spock completely out of context. Yeah, yeah. 
Like I must. I, I, I know I saw it as a kid, but it, it didn't register or something. Were you too young? Yeah, I, I must have been. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. All right. Well, um, then I think uh, I think we can probably wrap this minute up. Um, Pete, do you want to share with folks where they can find you online? Sure. Yeah, you can. If uh, you like Indiana Jones or Raiders of the Lost Ark, we're doing a similar podcast called the Indiana Jones Minute, and you can find us at indianajonesminute.com. Awesome. Fantastic. And yeah, uh, great. Well, um, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess will you be able to, Pete, will you be able to come back on Wednesday? Yeah, I think I can do another minute? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, then, uh, folks, you can find us online. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, WOK Minute. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. And we've got the Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation set up on Facebook. So you can uh, join that group and uh, comment on these minutes or past minutes. If you want to find some corrections of your own and let us know. Uh, that'd be great. Um, and until then, we'll be back here on Wednesday with Pete uh, with Minute 59 of Star Trek Two here at the Wrath of Con Minute. Jones! <laughs> Jones! <laughs>